We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to BCP Unfiltered, folks. I wish I could just go and just give you all a big hug of appreciation and camaraderie because we love America. We love liberty. We love freedom. We love our God-given rights. We love the Constitution. We appreciate the great work that Trump has done fighting for us. And we loathe Marxism and socialism and communism. Marxism in any form is a no-go. We are tired of the corruption in D.C., the corruption in our state capitals, and our corruptions all the way down to local levels, which have been infiltrated by Marxists and by the CCP. Not a conspiracy theory, not tinfoil hat stuff, absolutely happening right now. And we are sick of the fraud, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who is in the Oval Office as a fake president because they stole the election of 2020. And he has been a horrible president because he's not even in charge. He is a puppet for George Soros, Obama, because this is the third term of the Biden administration with influence from the CCP. They are, they are on a war path to destroy America because the dementia-ridden man they have there doesn't care. He just, he's, he's happy doing what uh, they tell him to do so he doesn't go to jail, so he can continue keeping his money, so he can play president because he did fail several times before. He can go down the history books. Hopefully history will get this right and report that he was a fraudulent president, which of course is a mark, which is a black mark against our great country. If you're new here to the BCP Unfiltered show, this is where you get the news unfiltered. And I say the truth without any filter. Joe Biden is a fake, false, fraudulent president. The elections of 2020 were rigged and stolen from we the people who had elected by a huge number. Donald John Trump to be reelected the 45th president to serve a second term. Okay, folks, let's get into 2,000 Mules. This is an important movie, an important moment in history because the truth is out there. They're going to try to stop stop this information going out. They're going to uh, stop and, uh, to try to deny the truth of it. And that's what we're going to get into. I need you to please see the movie and if you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give you enough information here to understand what's in the movie. But I'm going to debunk the debunkers. We're going to do a deep dive. And we're going to look at something that a Democrat did here recently that just got reported that shows that this stuff is going on all the time, especially with the Democrats. One of the key things from the movie, I caught, on, I caught this as well was this. One of the key take-home messages from the movie 2000 Mules is that the GOP had been approached by whistleblowers and did absolutely nothing. An operation of this magnitude would have been impossible to put off without the unit party acting in complete uh, concert with each other. Okay, So yeah, it was a concerted effort together. Republicans and Democrats, all the same under the unit party to make this happen. It And it had the blessing and the cooperation as we've discussed and broken down here 
from the secretaries of state. They couldn't have done it without, for instance, Raffensperger, a supposed Republican. Remember, the Democrats have been putting operatives in as Republicans for a while now. They're playing the long game, and a lot of people weren't aware of that. Okay, so let's look at this U.S. News and World Report. Fact focus. Gaping holes in the claim of 2,000 ballot mules. Okay? By the Associated Press. Ali Swenson. Praised by former President Donald Trump as exposing great election fraud, the movie called 2,000 Mules paints an ominous picture suggesting Democrat-aligned ballot mules were supposedly paid to illegally collect and drop off ballots in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But that's based on faulty assumptions, anonymous accounts, and improper analysis of cell phone location data, which is not precise enough to confirm that somebody deposited a ballot into a drop box, according to experts. We're going to debunk these fake experts. The movie was produced by conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza and uses research from the Texas-based nonprofit True the Vote, which has spent several months lobbying states to use its finding to change voting laws. Neither responded to a request for comment. Okay? Just give you an idea that these are lying fact-focused debunking. Let's get into that in just a moment. But how about this news? From yesterday, May 12th, probably didn't hear about this, Democrat official in Virginia indicted on a plethora of election fraud-related counts. Yesterday, reported. A Democrat holding public office in Buchanan County, Virginia, has been indicted on 82 felony counts, including 34 counts of making false statements related to election fraud. Okay? So here is the press release from uh, 10 days ago, 11 days ago. A Buchanan County special grand jury indicted two individuals with a number of criminal offenses. The special grand jury indicted Trey Adkins and Cheryl Lynn Bailey for several election-related offenses. Adkins was also indicted for embezzlement of public funds while being in a position of public office. Trey Atkins was indicted for 82 felony offenses. The indictments are as follows. 34 counts of false statement election fraud, 11 counts of absentee voting procedure violation, and counts of public embezzlement, 11 counts of forgery of public records, 15 counts of uttering public record, and 3 counts of conspiracy to make false statement election fraud. From the Commonwealth of Virginia. See what happens when you get a Republican in the uh, in the state um, governor's mansion. If they have a governor's mansion in Virginia. Uh, Cheryl Bailey was also indicted with 12 felony counts. Four counts of false statement. Election fraud. Four counts of conspiracy to make a false statement. And four counts of forgery of public record. Okay. So... What happened here was Virginia's election results show that Atkins had won three elections in the, in the Knox District Board of Supervisors in 2011, 2015, and 2019. The indictment uh, asserts that Atkins relied on a number of absentee ballot applications and votes in each cycle. He used absentee ballots to steal the election. And folks, 
Remember, the left and the Marxists are lying and saying this is the most... They double down on the lie. This is the most safe and secure election ever, even though it had the most record number of absentee ballots, which every expert, including Marxists, right before 2020 and in the early part of 2020, were telling us that, rightfully so, that absentee ballots are the easiest and the most problematic way to steal elections and to commit voter and election fraud. There is a difference. Voter fraud is onesie and twosie. Election fraud is when you are able to sway an election because of collective voter fraud or straight up election fraud where there's no voter fraud involved. You just use the Dominion machines to flip numbers. That's election fraud. Wow. Buchanan County Registrar Vicki Clevenger testified that Atkins presented the most absentee application forms of any candidate running for public office. According to the indictment, according to the indictment, though it is unclear if she was speaking of a specific election cycle or of all the elections. Numerous di Knox District voters whose absentee applications were allegedly filled out by Atkins testified in the year-long probe, the majority of whom expressed that the reason code on their absentee ballot application was false, the indictment asserts. Some of the incorrect information included fake travel plans to locations outside of Buchanan County and fabricated disabilities for individuals who were still working and were not disabled. And Atkins knew that these people on these applications didn't have disabilities and were employed full time. The document notes that some of the witnesses who testified provided signatures which were inconsistent. That's why we want signature verification. And the witnesses alleged that did not fill out the documents believed their signatures were forged. So, there you go, folks. On Tuesday, a grand jury convicted a Minnesota man of two counts of making false statements to grand jury amid an election fraud probe also this week. All right, I want you to look at this ice uh, this iceberg that we have here, okay? The tip of the iceberg that we see and we've been seeing for a long time are elections. We haven't been seeing what's below the surface, okay? So mules, 2,000 mules exposed that. We'll get into that. Machines, the Dominion machines, the ESNS machines, the Smartmatic. Many of these machines were updated post-certification with new software, which was in violation. We have other things where before audits, information was changed or deleted, etc. Dirty voter rolls. People who no longer live there are deceased etc. not being cleaned up and getting sent absentee ballots so they can come back even though that person doesn't live there or is deceased or lives in a vacant lot. Out-of-state votes, a huge thing that was in Nevada. We didn't even talk about Nevada. Nevada was absolutely stolen. That was one of the easiest states to prove. But there's no one fighting in Nevada, so we're not. that's not really on our, on our radar. And dark money. Of course, we've broken down the Zuck Bucks and Michael J. Gableman, the former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice doing the special counsel. Uh, which looks like is getting cut off, uh, uh, not going to continue or is, or is currently on pause or not going to happen. I will address that next week. So folks, we see the tip of the iceberg elections, but here are all the dirty things that happen below. And we've discussed every single one of these on this program. Now, let's look at the debunking of the debunking. Okay. 2,000 mules and the true, vote, true the vote debunk the AP 
hit piece, which I shared with you a little bit before. I think this is very, very important, okay, that we do this. And once again, we have to thank uh, for this movie, Dinesh D'Souza. And then we have uh, True the Votes, Catherine Engelbrecht to thank, and OPSEC team of cyber analysts uh, led by Greg Phillips to thank. Okay, so the AB uh, publishes hit piece trying to expose True the Votes flawed analysis of cell folk cell phone location data and ballot drop box surveillance footage. If you haven't seen the movie, they make it very clear that they the number 2000 is based on if they went to find the worst offenders of mules, it's 2000, but it's a lot more if they lower it. So they actually uh, have something like these had to be people that went to more than 5 non-government organization locations and tons of drop boxes. So they weren't getting people that were maybe doing a few of them, which could be, or many of them are probably mules as well, but they were just highlighting the worst of the worst offenders, okay? Now, I showed in the article, I stopped on the article and I read to you where it says that they reached out for comment to Catherine Engelbrecht and didn't get back, uh, they didn't get information back. Well, according to uh, Engelbrecht, she said that she, she was given little time to respond. She received a request for comment at 11 p.m. and the story was published the next morning. So they didn't even give her, they just put, they just called her and then published the story just so they could say that, that they reached out to her for comment and she didn't comment. This is what Dinesh D'Souza said of the AP. Uh, the silliness of the AP and PolitiFact fact checks become obvious when you see 2,000 mules. So one of the things that they said in the article is that, oh, this phone said the cell phone data isn't precise. You know, people driving by or being near the drop boxes, maybe cab drivers were near the drop boxes and they went all around the city to all these other places and they're getting picked up on that. Dinesh D'Souza says, cab drivers going past drop boxes, really? Election workers? These cover-up artists want you to believe their preposterous conjecture instead of your own eyes. And that's literally how Satan works. He wants to tell you that no, no, the, this Red Sea isn't parted. That's just a figment of your imagination. Go through and get these children of Israel. And we know that didn't end very well for the Egyptians. Engelbrecht explained that cell phone data is like digital DNA. A court case on the precision of the technology is the proof. Okay, In response to the 2016 Supreme Court case, Carpenter versus United States, Justice Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, wrote a 2018 opinion in which he describes the level of precision tracing afforded by pinging a cell phone using geofencing technology. Quote, Accordingly, when the government tracks the location of the cell phone, it achieves near-perfect surveillance as it as if it had attached an ankle monitor to the phone's user. This is what was in that 2018 opinion piece. Historical cell site records present even greater privacy concerns than the GPS, GPS monitoring of a vehicle we considered in the case. Unlike the, the bugged container in this other case, uh, nearly exactly the uh, the uh, the phone tracks nearly exactly the movement of its owner. While individuals regularly leave their vehicles, they compulsively carry cell phones with them all the time. A cell phone faithfully follows its owners beyond public thoroughfares 
and into private residences, doctor's offices, political headquarters, and other potentially revealing locales. Okay, folks, if you're not catching on to what we're going, we're doing here is the AP is saying that using cell phone data to track people is flawed and therefore this movie is flawed and therefore the whole entire idea of 2000 Mules is flawed. But we're looking at the Supreme Court in which Chief Justice Roberts himself, in this opinion, in these cases, is saying that the cell phone data is more precise. And he even mentions that we can see when they even go into political headquarters and other potentially revealing locales. And that's exactly what this pinged cell phone data did in the 2000 Mules movie. It showed that these people were going to Stacey Abrams and other political operative offices, Democrat offices, to pick up these ballots. So this is on the screen. You can read the rest of it. But that's the uh, the highlights of it. Okay. So a lot of the premise, by the way, we're getting this from uh, UncoverDC.com. Great work by Wendy Strange Mahoney, who wrote this article a few days ago. The premise of the AP story is, bu- is built around proof that cell phone data is not as precise as Joseph Roberts described in his opinion. Okay. Let's look at the, their methodology. Ballot trafficking is defined as the paid collection and casting or delivery of a ballot by an unauthorized third party. You can never be paid, and the movie makes this clear, you can never be paid for these activities. Even where ballot harvesting is allowed, it's supposed to be nonprofits and NGOs not being paid per ballot. Okay? In the 2020 election, multiple ballots were cast to drop boxes by many mules in numerous states and jurisdictions. It is legal in all states to be paid for casting a ballots, and these mules were paid $10 or more per ballot. And that's according to witness interviews, which you use witness interviews and you put that in a trial. That is why it's a shame that the Supreme Court, the same Supreme Court, denied any cases having to do with the 2020 election. Okay? We know that uh, Sidney Powell and others had all kinds of interviews. They had all kinds of documentations, a documentation. They had all kinds of testimony of the skullduggery and we never got to see it. The reason why they never went to court is because discovery, it would, it, would have, it would have shown what's going on. So the best way to not have to disprove or defend yourself is just to never have the trial. And that's what they were hoping would happen. And now here's Dinesh D'Souza with 2,000 mules and then now they've got to defend the indefensible. So what they had were these peoples running to pick up ballots from stash houses run by the NGOs and run them to drop boxes. So you had collectors and you had stash houses, which are nonprofits, and then you have the mules, which are making the drops, and that is what they track. They tuck out anyone who might be walking or just delivering just a few. Even if someone had 10 or 20 or 100 ballots and dropped them in the, ba- in the, in the drop boxes, but they didn't geotrack them going to pick them up at the different locations, then they didn't even, they didn't even appear in the 2,000 mules number, Okay. So there was multiple criteria, if you've seen the movie, for them to classify these people as these 2,000 mules. They had to drop things off in the drop boxes and they had to have visited several of these places. 
The use, the criteria used to qualify as a, as a ballot trafficker was conceived by TTV to, to rule out false positive. We put together a plan to see where the data would take us. Our final decision was that traffickers had to have been to a Dropbox space and five or more visits to one or more of these organizations. Those were the outliers. The fact of the matter is these techniques are used every single day by law enforcement, intelligence community, and the Department of Defense. And we've covered how they use this same technology and reasoning to entrap people in the January 6th. One of the things I shared from the movie that I thought was incredible was that they were tracking these people before they even went to the January 6th protest because they arrested them so quickly they would not have been able to do that if they had weren't already tracking the people before January 6th even happened. Okay. We want to absolutely ensure that we don't have false positives, meaning including people that should not have been included. We're not saying in any way that this is all there is. We're just saying that based on our criteria that we identified in Atlanta, 242 people who went to an average of 24 drop boxes in eight organizations during a two-week period. 242 mules in Atlanta went to 24 on average drop boxes. There's no way to explain that and going to pick up the ballots in these stash houses. Crazy, all right? Now, when Janice, excuse me, Wendy Mahoney went and spoke to Engelbrecht about the AP story, about their maybe, you know, the AP story says they're they're getting people just driving by, people just walking by. They're going to get innocent people and they're labeling them as mules. This is what Engelbrecht said. She says, of course, there are ways to eliminate passerbys and county workers. Of course, there are ways to confirm that the people in the videos are or are not mules. Larry Campbell dropping off six ballots for his big family wouldn't be in our study. Going once to a drop box wasn't in our study. Our mules averaged 38 drop box visits and eight NGO visits. I think that's collectively. Any other combination, like going to the non-government organizations and post, bo uh, post office boxes, wouldn't show up in their study. Or going to 100 drop boxes but never visiting the offices wouldn't be in their study either, which means conceivably that those types of things were done as well that weren't captured in the 2000 mule study. That's how we know this is the tip of the iceberg. Let's go back to that iceberg image again, folks. Mules, machines, dirty voter rolls, absentee ballots, out-of-state votes, and dark money. We're just looking at a portion of a portion of a portion of the uh, mules operation. All right, so let's look at one of the patterns that they showed in Atlanta. In the pattern of life below, the blue tracks are the pattern of travel by the individual in the course of one day. The orange dots are the drop boxes and the house icons are the non-government uh, non organizations. So you can see in this one here, went way out of their way and obviously there's no way you can explain this trap, this this is a day in the life of one person. Obviously, they were going to these multiple drop boxes and making these multiple stops along these NGO places. This is not a cab driver unless the cab driver is driving the mule. This is how Phillips and Engelbrecht explained the graphic above. Higher drop box visits and the elements that are additive. Here, the going to the nonprofits, the ability to identify the pattern of approach to a drop box and that it is not going past a drop box 
and on, but directly to a drop box and box to another point and then to another drop box. What you see on the screen is a single person on a single day in Atlanta, Georgia. They went to 28 drop boxes and five organizations in one day. The individual to get to some of these drop boxes, you had to be intentional to get off the highway, to get to the drop boxes. You had to go on surface streets. You have to turn in somewhere in order to get to those drop boxes. The circles represent where the ba ballots originate and the stash houses where the ballots are collected and handed to the mules. Now, even if you've seen the movie, it is great to take a pause and look at this. All of this thing, uh, all of these areas in right in Atlanta, west and north of Decatur, and southeast of Marietta, all the way out to looks like Cummington, or just west, of, uh, uh, southwest of Covington. So a lot of driving for those familiar with the uh, Atlanta metro area in one day to a lot of drop boxes. And of course, this is what he says. We have been very precise in what we've said. The AP writer makes claims and then debunks those claims with what we've actually said in our testimony. And they use an example of a senator going back and forth. He goes, the senator was going back and forth between NGOs and drop boxes. And, and if he did more than 10 times, then it is possible he would be in our study. But removing him still leaves 1,100 plus mules. Oh, and very important, driving by a drop box isn't a thing. You have to get out of your car and walk up to it. That's what we looked at in the study. So... That's a debunking of the false claims of the AP article. People weren't driving by. They weren't cab drivers. They weren't employees. They weren't senators. There were people that were going to multiple drop boxes. They have cell phone data, which shows them getting out of their cars and going to the drop boxes. And then they coupled that with video of those people matching the precise time and location. They were at the drop box with video of showing them they were at the drop boxes taking using gloves making sure no one's around and stuffing in multiple and taking pictures of it ap was brave in trying to debunk it most of the media is just absolutely ignoring it because they know there is no debunking all right folks now i said i was going to i was going to cover this uh next week but i want to cover it now Former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gaiman's inquiry into the 2020 presidential election has been halted amid several lawsuits over his investigations. They've halted what he's doing. While the investigation into the election is paused, Gaiman's $11,000 monthly salary will be halved to $5,500 and he will receive $2,500 monthly stipend to pay for rent, General Assembly Speaker Voss announced to the Milwaukee General Sentinel on Wednesday. Until we run those lawsuits, you know, we are pausing the investigation because it's not like we're going to keep looking into things we've already discovered. We don't know what side Voss is on. Oh, he's been trying to not cooperate. It seems to me that Voss has been forced to do this, but doesn't really want to. And remember, he lied about the, the uh, drop boxes. He, the drop boxes were put there with his blessing. So all of a sudden they're worried about taxpayer money and taxpayers are fine with this all happening. That's the, uh, the bottom line here.
That's what's really going on. Um, yeah, I don't want to report any much more than that. Just that it's uh, there's lawsuits going on and Voss is pausing Michael J. Gableman's further investigation into 2020 skullduggery, supposedly until all of these other things are are resolved or move forward because maybe we don't need to investigate that much more. We have enough information. That doesn't sound right to me. Oh, we need to save taxpayer money. That doesn't seem like they really care about that. Only when they are about to get caught. Whether you're watching this on Patreon or locals, please put your comments down below. And for those of you watching us on, on uh, listening to us, excuse me, on Spotify, we appreciate your support. No matter where you're giving it to us, making this show possible. And this show is for you, by you, because it is subscriber supported. Thank you for that. Have a great weekend. Ciao, goodbye, God bless, and please receive a big hug from all of us here at BCP Media Studios. Tell the difference what we 